Well, Dick, here's the deal. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. And nobody can hang with my stuff. Uh, you know, I'm just a just a big, hairy American winning machine. You're talking to the Rolex wearing, diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine right, jet flying, son of a gun. Welcome into the Victory Bells podcast. Gangsters, what's up, guys? Hey, guys. Oh, big golfs, huh? All right. On Red Raider Sports Radio. Well, see you later. And now, here's Will. Great cash, homie. What's up, everybody? Welcome into this edition of the Victory Bells podcast. I'm your host, Will McKay, Associate Editor for RedRaiderSports.com. So glad you decided to give us a listen, whether that's on SoundCloud or on iTunes. Again, appreciate uh, all you guys as you start picking up the podcast. If we've, we've uh, excuse me, as we've tried to get it going again, uh, trying to do it twice a week, uh, once with Matt and I when we're doing a little recruiting, and then once uh, where I go a little bit solo and may do an interview and uh, certainly have one of those lined up for you guys today. But uh, excited for this weekend as the Red Raiders will take on the Sun Devils in, I mean, I guess what what is definitely a revenge matchup for what happened last year in Tempe because I think going into that game, I know myself and, and I think most people um, on either side of it really, whether it be Arizona State or it was uh, Texas Tech media, or I think even fans, I think most people just just really figured that uh, the Tech was going to kind of you know have their way with the Sun Devils, and certainly wasn't the case. Is I just don't think we really had an idea of what your defensive deficiencies were quite yet at that point in the year. Uh, really didn't get much of an idea, obviously against SFA, as they ended up being pretty uh, pretty terrible, and you, you just had no idea. I think until you took on a real offense, which. Arizona State certainly showed you that uh, they knew what to do against you and ran the ball through you like uh, like a knife through hot butter. So, yeah, I, I think it's certainly a revenge game. I don't know necessarily, though, if this team is as much approaching it that way. I think they certainly want to win, uh, obviously, like they do any other game, duh, as they would. But I, I don't think this one is maybe weighing as heavily on their mind, maybe. And and, and I, maybe I end up being wrong, and we'll see what these guys have to say after the game. Uh, if they end up winning it, but I, I just don't sang, sense the same kind of, um, I don't know, bitterness and, and I think vitriol for what happened last year as compared to what happened with the 2014 Arkansas game and then going into that 2015 matchup. I think there were a lot more hard feelings in that one. And I think a lot of that has to do with, and something we haven't talked about as much, is, is the fact that a bunch of this roster really didn't play in that game last year. I, you know, really a bunch of your defensive linemen from that game last year are gone. Uh, a lot of the secondary from that game last year is gone. And while you're linebackers, you've got some of the same guys. Uh, those guys took their lumps all year, and I don't think that Arizona State game really stands out other than the one fact that obviously you gave up, you know, eight touchdowns to one guy. But, I mean, it was still the same as far as getting run over all year against other teams. It was just in a different fashion against Arizona State. So, I think whenever you think about guys like, you know, Dakota Allen, uh, you know, Eli Howard, uh, a bunch of your corners, you know, Octavius Morgan, Jalen Lane, Vontae Dorsey, uh, Tony Jones, I think you just go on and on with these names of guys that, that, that really weren't there or didn't play a ton in that game. I think you could even maybe count, you know, some of your other starters whenever you think about, uh, you know, Broderick Washington, Mike Thomas, 
uh, you know, just guys like that, Doug Coleman, Des Smith, those guys just weren't really involved in that game a lot, as uh, as crazy as to think about, and maybe just isn't as personal to them. Don't get me wrong, I think they really want to win this game and, and, and continue to prove to people that they're playing better defense, which I do think they are, and I think anybody that you, you talk to that knows much about football will tell you that you played a lot better fundamental defense, even if it was against an FCS team that hasn't traditionally run it very well. Uh, just, just thought you were a lot better against what was, um, I didn't think was a bad offensive line for Eastern Washington at, at all, even compared to, I think, some of the um, group of five teams that, that, that you'll play. So uh, we'll see what happens this weekend. But uh, the guy I wanted to talk to to kind of talk about where things are at with the team and uh, get kind of just pick his brain on how the bye week went, get his thoughts on Eastern Washington because we hadn't heard from him, and then also get his thoughts on Arizona State. That would be a senior outside wide receiver Dylan Cantrell. So, so yeah, I got about 10 minutes to talk to Dylan on uh, Tuesday afternoon. So here's, uh, here's that interview with him. Well, cool. Here with uh, senior wide receiver Dylan Cantrell, and uh, haven't really got a chance to talk to you, man, since uh, since the opener. So, what were your thoughts after you guys sat down and, and went through the tape on uh, you guys as, as an offense, as a receiving core, just everything you saw from from the opener? Room? Yeah, um, you know, we were pleased putting up 56 points, but at the same time, uh, there's a lot of improvement we can make. Um, by no means did we play our best game offensively. Uh, we just had too many penalties and started way too slow. I think we went three and out in the first three series. And um, there in the second and third quarter, we picked it up a little bit and got into a groove. And um, but obviously, we know we got to start faster once we get you know in the conference play, especially in every game. Uh, once that competition starts getting a little bit tougher, you can't go three and out and uh, expect to, to do very well. But yeah, right. uh, we were super. Uh, pleased with our defense um you know I've been we've been talking about it all spring and summer how good that we we think that they've gotten and how much improvement they've made and um I think they showed that um but then again uh we just got to go out there every single week right now we're focusing on Arizona State and got to go out there and prove it every single week you know and I think Coach Kingsbury said it and Nick said it to us several times that he thought that you know there were times in fall camp where to start practice whenever y'all got in the team offense would be a little slow and y'all kind of need to get in a rhythm I guess why do you kind of think that, that it, that's been maybe a little bit of that early on yeah um that's a good question uh we're trying to figure that out right, uh, yeah. but uh yeah definitely um I think two weeks a couple times in the scrimmages and in, even in the you know if you go back to the spring scrimmages uh, we had a tendency to start a little slow um, on offense, um, and you know, we just got to you know bring the energy from the start. And I think it's a testament to to our defense. And I mean, they're right. They, we got some some guys over there that make plays, and um, it's, you know they they're playing really really hard right. and well right now. So it's it's hard to to get things going sometimes. But uh, yeah, we're we're trying to figure that out. Um, I think it's just, just got to come from the leadership on the team. Right. Um, you know. Some, we got some some young O-linemen that got right. a lot of, you know, first time a lot of them got a lot of plays uh, on Saturday. So I think that's great for them, get get some experience under their belt and uh, go from there. Do you think maybe, I know this this might sound stupid whenever it comes out, but do you think maybe some of that slow start has to do with, I mean, think about how many of you guys at receiver are veterans, Nick's a senior. Do you think some of that has to do with maybe you guys have done it so much that coming out of the gate you just kind of, not expect it to happen, but you know what I'm trying to I know, say. Yeah, yeah, just kind of. Yeah, um, I don't think so. Right. Um, like I said, 
you know, time things can you know practice and can get a little monotonous at times. I, hear you. I know what you're saying, but uh, you know, that's it. All changes on game day. You know, right, you get the, sure. the atmosphere is so much different, and, and uh, like I said, we just got to bring more energy from the start um, and just really just make routine plays. I think guys sometimes we get caught up in trying to do too much and right. trying to make the big play every play and uh, just got to focus on doing our job in the run game and just making the routine catches. Do you think some of that though maybe too had to do with that it seemed like Eastern Washington really screwed down pretty tight on you guys early and I think when you are in the script trying to do some stuff laterally and then once you kind of got into the rhythm and started changing up the offense it seemed like y'all really opened it up. Yeah, um, <clears throat> I think you know Coach Morris up in the box and Coach Kingsbury um, you know they started seeing taking what the defense yeah. was giving us and started seeing things that they liked and um, they found the holes that were open in the in the passing game and then also you know we had a stronger running game than we we have in the past and uh, so yeah I think uh, we just settled down got right. in the rhythm found what, what we liked and what we knew would work um, but yeah like I said we just got to do a better job of getting that going earlier here um what, what in the bye week did you think that you and you guys as receivers really kind of hammered away at? I mean, you've been through four bye weeks at this point, so you know what it is. But I guess this is kind of early, so it's a little different. So what, what did you kind of guys kind of hammer away at? Yeah, the biggest thing is just being consistent. Um, yeah. You know, it's easy during that bye week. You, you know you don't have a game. It's easy to kind of slack off and get a little lazy at times. Um, so the biggest thing is just being consistent and treating it as a game week and as if we were playing on Saturday. And, uh, you know, our coaches, they did a great job of helping our bodies recover and, and make sure we're the, the freshest team on Saturday. And um, so, yeah, we got after it. We worked hard. Um, you know, it was a great time. Bye weeks are good. Uh, I think just a great time to have an extra week, get in the install and right. um, watch your opponent. Um, and w when they're focused on another team, you know, they're not focused no on doubt. you yet. So you get a – we, we try to take that bye week and get a week ahead. And uh, – and I think that's what we, we did, and we, and we uh, you know, tried to bring it every day and, and be consistent, and that's, that's the biggest thing on those bye weeks is just be consistent. Looking forward to, looking forward to Arizona State. What, uh, what kind of sticks out to what, they, what they've done so far defensively? You know, obviously Phil Bennett's there, and he was at Baylor before. How different, how much the same has it looked like what he did at Baylor versus what Arizona State kind of did to you guys last year? Yeah, um, from what I see, um, they're usually – they like to play a lot of zone. Right. Um, you know, the, the corners specifically, they're bigger guys and um, strong guys and good athletes. And so um, we're going to just have to take every play and, and, you know, do our job every play and, and take it one play at a time. But, um, yeah, then they show good stuff on film. Um, you know, I know that they, you know, San Diego State uh, came in, and, and so I know that they're going to be fired up. Right. Um, you know, anytime someone comes in and, and gets a, a win at home, you know, you're going to be fired up and then, you know, out to turn that around. So uh, we know we're going to get their best shot and uh, we're going to go out there confident and, and play our game. What do you remember about that game last year? I think, you know, for me and I think what Coach Kingsbury said too is it just seemed like you guys were always, at least for a lot of that game, kind of in a bind starting at inside your own five. And it, that, that's just hard to do that many times. I think it was seven times you were inside your own seven that game starting now. Yeah, um, that's one thing that we really focused on. Uh, this past week is special teams. Right. Um, that's one thing that they completely dominated us. Um, their punt team, like you said, I think seven times they pinned us within the ten or five. And, yeah. um, so that, I mean that changes the game. I, we we added up I think uh, on penalties and um, field position off of punts. I think it was uh, 
like 200 and something yards in their favor, which is, um, I mean, that can change a game like that. Right. We still had a chance at the very end, of, you know, fourth quarter to, to win the game. Um, but yeah, so we're taking, we got to be a lot more sound on special teams um, when it comes to punt return, just all of them, you know, every phase as a whole. Uh, so we uh, put a lot of work and, and effort into that this week. And, um, and then, yeah, like I said, just go out there and, and make the routine plays and uh, take what they give us and not try to do too much. With the run game in the opener, I think a lot of Tech fans saw a lot of things that didn't expect. And, you know, you have everybody that's a running back kind of getting theirs that day and seemed like y'all just did such a good job of running the ball as, as a team. What have you seen from that whenever behind closed doors? And did, was that really what you'd seen all fall camp and during the summer? No doubt. Um, you know, when you, you know, Stock, he's, you know, playing better than I've seen him play in a long time. And just his work ethic this offseason, you know, something definitely a flip, a switch that flipped and, and there. And uh, so he's, you know, helping us out. And I, I think our running back room is so diverse now. Right. Um, you know, we've got the quick, shifty backs in stock and um, <clears throat> Trey. And then, but Trey also, he, he'll lower his shoulder. And, uh, and then you got Nisby, who, you know, we saw a little bit of what he could do on, on Saturday. He's just strong and um, has some moves for his size. And, and then he's just big. And, you know, that's one thing that. I've, we've never had since I've been here. It's just right. a big back that will run downhill and get some get some of those just right. hard to get yards. And uh, so, yeah, like I said, um, our running back room is more diverse than ever, and that helps out in the passing game as well. Um, it's one thing that we didn't do very well last year is run the ball, and so uh, trying to establish that early this year and, and go from there. And that old line's getting better and um, doing their job, and so I'm uh, looking forward to it. Do you think? Maybe this offense, and, and to me from afar, seems like you guys, whether it be run, pass, whatever, you guys have a lot of different receivers, a lot of guys that can do a lot of different things. Same thing at running back. Is this maybe the most diverse you guys have been in offense and just like the number of different things you can try to get done? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think uh, everyone just has such a knowledge of the offense. Um, like you said earlier, we have, you know, across the board, it's 23, 22, 23. I mean, right. some. You know, older guys, older yeah. veterans who've been around it, and we know the offense forwards and backwards. And uh, you know, we're able to move around more and at the receiver position. And uh, you know, guys know every position, and uh, so that's that's good too. It just makes it harder on the defense; they don't have to. Oh, he's going to be at this position the whole game. You know, we got to change a little bit of stuff up. So, right. um, I think that just goes to the experience and, and the, the maturity. That's one thing. Uh, this team is the mature, the most mature team I've been around by right. far. So uh, the way we handle practice and the way we just handle different situations. So just, just this weekend will be y'all's first uh, night game of the year. Not only the second one, but you get your first night game of the year at home. Uh, Power five opponent. No, you you've experienced that before, obviously, and you know what it's like. But you guys have a bunch of newcomers, I guess. What's it going to be like for those guys that have never experienced that before? Kind of first time Saturday night with a big crowd. Yeah, every game in the Jones is. Uh, rocking and electric and uh, just you know that game day atmosphere is like no other but something about the night games yeah. and um, under the lights uh, I don't know it's also as a player to it you know reminds you of back in you know Friday night lights right, and, and, right, right. Uh, things like that so definitely there's a little bit more energy about the fans and the student section I'm sure uh, they'll be going crazy like they always do and uh, so yeah um, it'll be a good experience for these young guys um, we got a lot of young guys playing and so I'm excited for them to go out there and, and uh, experience that and show what they can do. As always, thanks so much to uh, the guys over at uh, Texas Tech and 
the athletic information department, specifically to Blake Zimmerman and uh, Matt Dowdy for letting me get uh, get with guys every week for this. And uh, thanks so much to Dylan for uh, for sitting down with me for a few minutes. So, yeah, as Dylan said, I, th- I think the most interesting thing that I've taken away from him or uh, really anybody that's a veteran that we've talked to, you know, Coach Kingsbury included, you know, Nick Shimanek included, uh, I think there's just been this undercurrent that's really we haven't talked about much uh, that throughout fall camp and really even in the spring – and in the opener, that the offense has kind of been getting out to slow starts and don't really know why that is. And I think they're trying to figure out why that is. And and we'll see what happens on Saturday. And if it's if it's the same uh, same thing where you kind of have to get the ball rolling on offense a little bit. And you know, my theory was, and and I know it sounds weird when you say it, and it might sound stupid, and I'll I'll admit that, but. I just wonder that because you have so many old guys on this team, as in just so many veteran receivers, uh, Nick's a veteran, you, you know, Justin Stockton's an older guy, you have several guys on this offensive line that have played a couple years. I, I just wonder if because they've been so electric for so long that they just kind of expect it to happen, if, if that makes sense. And, and I think they just kind of have to get themselves fired up. I, I don't know if that's what it is. That's just one theory because, I mean, I don't know what it is obviously either. So, uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday and if you get the same result. Because if you do, I think you've got to really start digging and, and trying to figure out why you're getting off to a slow start. Especially if, if Arizona State can get anything going uh, early on in the game. And uh, eager to see that really above all is is what this Tech defense does against the Sun Devils after what happened. Not just last year, but just really all of last year. Uh, not just that one game. Because... Eastern Washington, like I said, you fundamentally played better, and I think that's certainly a step in the right direction. And Todd Graham has said as much this week. Uh, their offensive coordinator has Bill Napier, who who was uh, at Alabama before, has said as much this week. I'm just curious to see what it looks like against a real Power Five team, even if that Power Five team has been, you know, horrific against you know Group of Five opponents uh, running the ball so far this season. Which I think for the talent running back they have and. Uh, how they normally recruit is is really kind of inexcusable. So uh, we'll see. But the interesting thing to me is the fact that Bill Napier came from Alabama and instead of all the zone read stuff and really a bunch of the spread concepts that they've been running a lot of here the last, um, you know, really the entire time that, that Todd Graham's been there, he really wants to kind of do all this pro style, not necessarily under center, but more pro style two tight ends, uh, traditional running game, two backs, all that kind of stuff, when I don't know if your personnel's really fit to do that as much because you aren't Alabama. And I, I think in this day and age in college football, if you're going to run a pro style successfully, I think, over and over again, I think a pro style just, just requires a lot more from its players. I, I don't know a good way to explain it, but a pro style, I think, requires a lot more from your players uh, technically and talent-wise, as far as executing the concepts, because it is you know pro NFL style, and I think a sp- with a spread, you don't have to be nearly as talented, and, and it the the spread is just different because instead of you know using certain routes and and concepts and matchup ideas, it more so is about utilizing space and doing those kind of things. Don't get me wrong, I, I think Coach Kingsbury does use a lot of pro style stuff in his offense that goes unnoticed. I think. Uh, some of that maybe in your running game specifically, I think, too, in, in your passing or in your passing game and your play action game, you really use a lot more pro style stuff. Uh, I think just with his background as compared to, you know, what you saw from Mike Leach or what you even saw for, from Neil Brown, he didn't run an air raid necessarily, but from from Neil's 
uh, Neil's version of the spread offense. So I'm just curious to see what happens with, with Napier as the OC there at Arizona here because I, I've seen things from Manny Wilkins that I like you know, this year and last year. I don't think he's any kind of special talent, but I think he's a good player. I, I think he's better than um, I think what a lot of people around here have assumed. I think he's got some talent. I just think his biggest issue right now is that they're trying to focus on this vertical passing game, and their offensive line has been terrible. And I don't think as much because of talent. I think more so because the guys just look lost to me whenever I watch them play. You just they just seems like they don't really know what they're doing, and that's both in the run game and in the pass protection game. And I think that's why you've seen these teams get after them early, is because I think guys are confused on who they're supposed to be blocking or where they're supposed to. Uh, set up and I think whenever you start introducing stunts and twists and blitz and slants into that I think guys just are getting a lot more confused and, and that's just for, from from my naked eye from the outside looking in and I think the same thing in the run game uh, I think these guys just don't really have a good feel for what they're supposed to be doing and I think that shows whenever you give up 13 sacks and uh, you know you're carrying it for you know, basically 1.7 a carry after two games. I mean, I mean that is, to me, is a gigantic red flag as far as what you've been doing so far. Because even if, you know, you're playing a good uh, group of five team, which I think San Diego State's a good group of five team. I don't necessarily think New Mexico State is. But but I think, I think whenever you see how many sacks you're giving up, I think that is a much bigger sign of fundamental things going wrong whenever you have the talent that you should have at Arizona State. So, so so to me that's 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 the biggest issue with their offense and unless they get it figured out between today's Wednesday between now and Saturday, I, I, I just feel like guys like Tony Jones, Lonsell Gilmore and and even maybe, you know, some of your, your nickel corners, your safeties, I, I just feel like David Gibbs will have some kind of package cooked up uh, to really confuse their offensive line and really try to, you know, get after Manny Wilkins. Um, I'm not saying he's gonna blitz a bunch but I do think you'll see him try to implement some things to confuse them whenever they decide to pass it. But 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 above all, I think you're focused first and foremost on trying to stop the run, as you should be, uh, because I, I think that's really where your, your, your main issues lie, because I think your secondary is more talented this year, and you're not going to have to worry about leaving those guys out on islands as much as you did a year ago. So we'll see what, what, what they ultimately decide to do on Saturday, but that's just my feel for that side of the ball. Um, on the opposite side of the ball with Phil Bennett and what Arizona State's doing defensively, I just don't really understand what he thinks he's going to accomplish right now by only rotating a total, you know, really a grand total of like 14 guys on your defense. And on top of that, it's a defense that's a little bit undersized, especially for Arizona State. Don't get me wrong, I think uh, JoJo Wicker's a good player. I think that uh, Karan Crumpsey's a good player. I think those are two good edge players. I think Christian Sam's a good linebacker. But they are small for a power five, you know, defensive sev, front seven, I, I think. And, and I think even compared to, you know, what Tech has had, has rolled out there in years like 2014 uh, and 2013, I think it's a small group that I think is going to have some issues, uh, both depth and size-wise, when teams want to start running it on them. Which makes me intrigued to see how Coach Kingsbury and Eric Morris really attack this game plan for, the, for on Saturday. Because while I think... Certainly, if, if they're only going to rotate 13 or 14 guys max on, on defense across the board, I just, just in my opinion, it's a no-brainer that you're going to try to, as long as you're rolling on offense, that you're just going to try to up-tempo them to death and, 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 and just test test their uh, 
endurance and see how many plays you can run in the first half because if you're just going through them like Swiss cheese with a bunch of holes in it, I I, I just feel like that uh, that there's no reason to slow down the pace because they're not going to get any better. And that's what that's what I saw in that New Mexico State game in the opener is I thought Arizona State handled them for the most part for you know the first half and really the, fir- the third quarter really. But once it got in the fourth and New Mexico State started up in the tempo and really trying to get, get things rolling, Arizona State just looked absolutely exhausted in that game. And in, in my opinion, you're probably going to see the same thing against Tech if Tech can get it going uh, on offense. But I also wonder on the counter side of that, how much are you going to try to run it downhill at them with the lack of size they have uh, in their front uh, front 6-7? Because I think that's that's been their biggest issue as they're ranked 103rd, I think, in rush defense so far. And they're not facing exactly, you know, power running teams. I think San Diego State's a team that certainly can run the ball. And uh, Rashawn Penny, their running back, is a good little tailback. Uh, also have Juwan Washington, a kid from Texas that I like a lot. But they don't have some awesome running game, uh, you know, compared to what they're going to see from schools like Stanford and uh, Oregon and other Pac-12 schools that are going to try to get after it on them. So, to me, there's just, and I don't know, I guess my overall thoughts on the game are that on paper, based simply off what I saw in week one from Tech and what I've seen from the first two weeks from Arizona State, this should be a game based off of that, that Tech wins and should win, I think, fairly in hand, you know, going into the fourth quarter. Now, I, w- I could have the wool pulled over my eyes and what we saw in week one against Eastern Washington just, just isn't the case for this team and uh, we got fooled because it's an FCS team. And that may be the case, uh, specifically defensively. I think offensively, you just have enough talent at the skills and, and at quarterback with Nick Schimanek that you're gonna you're gonna score points on people like you always have uh, with Coach Kingsbury as as the head coach. And uh, Arizona State's just been flat out bad the last couple years on defense, and I haven't seen anything that tells me they're gonna be a whole lot better. So I don't know. It, it just seems like though that there's just, and I know several people that I talked to, and several of y'all have probably think the same thing. To me, it's just been this deal where it just all seems like it's setting up for a big disappointment, and maybe that's just you know the cynic in me after watching uh, what's happened. I think over the last five or six years, but maybe not, and we'll ultimately see. But I think that going into the game anyway, based off what I've seen with my eyes so far, my eyes tell me this is a game that you should win, and not just just kind of win. I think win, win in hand, and and and, and win going away maybe even. So. We'll find out on Saturday night, but I just think there's a lot of factors that, that, that lead towards the Red Raiders winning this football game. But we will certainly see. If you're traveling to Lubbock this weekend, please be safe. Excited to have everyone in town this weekend that's going to be here. Glad we're finally back to more football. Once again, you're listening to the Victory Bells podcast. I'm Will McKay, and thanks so much for listening, guys.